What's up, people? It's Manj Chana here. Thank you for tuning in to the first official episode of the Find the Mindset podcast. This episode was a fantastic conversation that me and two of my friends, Cameron Tate and Gaia Sun had, where we discussed different topics such as failing, growing from failure and facing discomfort. I'm really excited to get into this. So without further ado, peoples, let's get into it. that it comes down from also like learned behaviour from like being a kid and going to school and like you're always taught that you need to succeed and that like you're never really taught that failure is okay until you get to like secondary school and they're like oh wait we need to actually tell these kids that they you know failure is okay and you know you need to fail to succeed like but I think at that point it's too late I don't I think they need to like instill that like when you're like toddlers and when you're five years old and stuff when you're in reception and nursery because actually or you know when you're in year nine and year ten it's too late by that point yeah you know and it takes feeling shit because you failed to get through it to then realize and you shouldn't have to go round that way I think you just need to be able to just try and go for it anyway. Hundred thousand percent. Yeah. Something I say to my mom now because we we finally got grandkids in the family. I've got two, three grandkids, and something I say to my mom is, "Mom, do not ruin these children like you ruined us." And I I mean in the most loving fucking way possible. Yeah. yeah. Because I remember when I would fall. Firstly, I'd get showered up for falling. I said, that's a bit like, you're punishing me for falling. I, I fucked up, just yeah. say it'll be okay. Yeah. Secondly, I was meant to feel like I couldn't report it. I was meant yeah. to feel like I failed, so therefore I can't let someone know that I failed. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes when my nieces fall or, or my nephew falls, and my mom said, stop it, you're gonna hurt yourself. I'm saying, stop, yeah. let them fall. When they're gonna fall off a cliff, then we'll stop them. Yeah. But when they're, gonna, them halfway, when, right? when, yeah. when they're gonna slip here, yeah. just let them fall. Yeah, the Not only will this become stronger from yeah. scar tissue, yeah. their mind will say, I felt I can get up and carry on. Yeah. Unlike us, where it was, you can't fall, you shouldn't fall, don't yeah. fall, please don't fall, and please don't fall in life yeah. as a consequence. Yeah. And I say to my mom, please don't do that with the grandkids mm-hmm. because I'm now aware of the impact that it has and I've undone it and I've just gotta make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah. So I totally agree with what you're yeah. saying, that it is conditioned into us. Yeah. I think as a society as well, not just with uh, yeah, parents. Yeah. Um, I think generally it's seen as bad to fail. But one thing I'm realising from all the reading and even all the efforts I'm trying to make in life is actually you've got to fail to fucking get somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I actually kind of embrace it now. Yeah. I kind of secretly say to myself about this, this, this stuff that I'm doing, like these side projects and stuff, I kind of wish I do fail. Because then I would probably learn more. Fail fast. Because, because you know when you fail, mm-hmm. only then do you stop and say what went wrong. Yeah. When it goes right, you don't. You just, it gets to your head, you say, fuck it, I was great anyway. And mm-hmm. you kind of take it as it comes. But when you fail, you sit you st- and say, actually, what, what do I need to change for next time? Yeah. Sometimes I do think to myself, I wish this goes wrong. It's not all just culture at work or one-sided, basically. Yeah. There's a lot of different factors. Yeah, that's 100% right. agree. Mm-hmm. Have you had big failures in life? I don't think I have, you know. Um, um, yeah. Would, um, mistakes, probably. Failures. Anything you want to share? Um, Mista- yeah, well, mistakes, probably. Like, basically, when I was younger, mm-hmm. I crashed my car. Right. Into a wall like seven days after passing my test. Wow. I don't know if I told okay. you about this. So, wow. Um, I ended up getting in a lot of trouble for it because you was, didn't. Was that? No, I did end up getting in a lot of trouble for it. But that was like one of the biggest turning points for me to move away from friends mm. who were causing me a lot of trouble. And this is one of the hard parts about okay. growing up. And I was speaking to him with someone the other day. Yeah. Is like when you go up, you leave a lot of the friends behind, like your close friends. Yeah you end up making a lot better people and you realise it was the best decision you made. Mm-hmm. When I crashed that car into a wall, I was actually with like five other people. I was a driver. Oh, wow. Um, wow. And after I crashed that car, it was like completely ripped off and everyone, everyone said to me, 
look, let's get rid of the car, you've made a mistake, blah, blah, blah. And I was like adamant, I was like, no, no, no I'm gonna repair this. This is, this is like a mistake, I'm gonna repair. So I bought the car back off the government because mm. they impounded it at this point, bought, bought a cat D right off and then um, put the cars together. And that's how I originally got an into, into engineering. Oh, nice. I was like, Whoa! Yeah, I did not see that curveball coming. No, holy like, shit, that was such a great story. Yeah, because I was like, um, I put the two cars together and it took me two months. And I was I was dating a girl at the time and I, and I sort of put it all off. She was actually in the car. Oh, um, wow. Put it all off, like didn't speak to her for two months. Had a best friend who was also in the car who sort of encouraged me to do what I did. Um, and I sort of deaded that off as well and said to my, my even my dad said, son, this is going to be hard. You're probably not going to be able to do this. And uh, <laughs> I spent every day there for the next mm. two months fixing the car at my uncle's uh, wow. garden. Yeah. And we took the engine out, the skateboard and <laughs> all that sort of stuff. It was fucking wicked. It honestly, it was some of the best times. Yeah. Me and my uncle became so close yeah. over that experience. He now looks at me and he says every time, he's like, you're going to be great. And I like oh. I honestly went up a little bit, just a little bit inside. I swear to God, I feel a little yeah. bit. Yeah, that's such. <laughs> no, 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 but that's like that, that's like a great example of mis- like mistakes. And like I now look back on that mistake, and I mm. I used to hate telling that story. That's I used to be so story. embarrassed to tell wow. that. Like someone ripped someone. To- I told someone at college um, when I was nineteen at the time. I was like doing all sorts of mad stuff. Yeah, yeah. I told someone and then he started ripping me back and I got really fucking embarrassed and I said, if you say that again, I'll knock you out. <laughs> Why though? I don't know, it was, it was just really close. It was mm. just really close to- Was everyone okay? Yeah, yeah, everyone was okay, but like, because I made such a mass, basically my mum and dad put so much trust in me to get. Okay. So to, to get the car, mm. to get the license, I passed in like 12 days after being, oh. um, is it 17 or 18? 17. 17, because I worked at a haulage yard, so passed really quickly and they put everything in the money mm-hmm. the the trust they said you know don't do stupid things blah blah, blah. anyway went went away and did that stupid thing they told me exactly not to do it. i've done that in life mm-hmm. but people always say don't do yeah. that and always do it and then ended up making a fucking massive mistake but that's a key thing like sometimes mistakes are meant to happen yeah and and um, i think everything happens yeah. for a reason yeah. so but, I, I disagree I think we make a reason and we find a reason and how good the quality of that reason is. is that I, think, I think you always have a choice, whether it, whether it be two bad choices yeah. that you need to make the best, you know, the better of the two out of, yeah. or two great choices, but I think you always have a choice, but I think everything happens for a reason and I think, you know, the fact that you can now look back on that and say, actually, that, that happened and I'm away from those negative people and I've it's taken huge, this path huge. and like... You know, you would never have taken that path otherwise. Like, yeah. I think that's a massive reason for why that happened. I always and it's, that, yeah. it's hard sometimes when you're in a shit situation to realise what reason or what to take from that in yeah. a positive way. But eventually, later on down the line, you will be able to take something from a situation, whether it be good or bad. As um, you were talking, something that processed in my mind is I thought that there was an assumption baked in what you were saying. Yeah. That is the reason is decided before. No, no, no. That's I don't. What, I don't believe in fate. Then I hundred percent agree. Don't, I don't believe yeah, in fate. But okay. I do think everything happens for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. As in, like, I agree. I agree. To be able to take from it either life yeah. lessons or having a good time. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Like whatever, but yeah. Totally. I mean, or you've taken that path, you know. And my days pretty much look the same in general these days. I, I do the same thing day in, day out, you know, write, commute, work, etc. They're, they're pretty much the same. But every single day I'm just trying to strive for, what is my reason today? Mm. I've never said it in these words, but that's actually what it is. Mm. I say to myself, what is my article trying to teach me today? What is the fact that I don't want to go to the gym trying to teach me today? Mm. What is the fact that I'm pushing myself into doing this with, with yourselves today yeah. trying to teach me? Yeah, I'm always yeah. trying to do that as well because yeah. I think we decide our purpose every single day. 
you know? I think yeah. we decide our, our why every single day, what we want to take yeah. every single day. We can choose to be passive. And that's okay. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not judging, I'm really not. If that's what you want to do, mm. if there's a bigger passion for you elsewhere, then fine. If you want to just focus on Saturdays only and that's your, that's your passion, fine. But for me, it's about every single day, man. Mm. You know, let, let's not think my commute is just mundane and shit. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be passive. You know, one thing I see, I went on this course. Uh, what was the I've course? I've just been on this course. I, I'm I'm not gonna say what the okay, course okay. was, but I went on this course. And basically, like it was like a massive audience, and um, this woman got up and she was like, he was like, why did you get up? And she was like, well, I've started this thing now, and I just uh, I have to put my hand up in every situation, and I have to go for anything which mm. is asked of me. So like every social circumstance, you That's know, you cool. know social circumstances, like. Um, for instance, like I went to, a th- uh, it was like a theatre thing in London. That's in London Dungeons. Oh, and yeah. they were like, right, who wants to get up? You know what I mean? And you're a bit like, oh, you know, I don't really yeah. want to get up. Yeah. But like, she has to do it all the time because she's put this thing in her oh, brain. In her head. Yeah, yeah, she's put this thing in her brain and always she has to do it all the time. Like, to take the opportunity. But like, that to me, like, for instance, when you're like, you know, should, should I do it? Or, you know, like, your brain is telling you not to. If you just reset your mind yeah. just to say, it's good just do it like i haven't done it to myself yet but yeah. i think that is such a brilliant idea so she put her hand up she didn't want to do it she got up there mm. she was nervous as hell and still spoke brilliantly she had a proper good story and i was like that is a bit of me do you know what i mean was and, that inspiring though and yeah. has that motivated you to try that <laughs> no well, i don't know i'm pretty motivated <laughs> already i'm pretty motivated you are quite motivated as a person anyway but, but would you have done that before being inspired by her to do that? No, because it, well, yourself? you don't know what you don't know what you don't. I wouldn't. Know. I, I would have hundred percent. I would have just said, "Fuck." You me. don't know what you don't know. So, like, like so I didn't know in that situation that again. That stage, yeah. You know what I mean? So yes, yeah. I was inspired. I get inspired. I get inspired yeah, by the littlest true, of things. True. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You know that situation. You know what? What line comes to mind in my head? Mm. And what I, I want to advise you: the line suspend disbelief and act. The best thing ever. Just fuck it. Even right now, that's exactly what I'm doing. I didn't know how this was going to go. Just suspend the disbelief. I, what if it doesn't work? Oh my god, oh, I'm doubting myself. Yeah. What if it doesn't work out? And all this shit. Mm. Suspend that and just fucking do it. See, I, then we'll decide yeah. if, it, if it works or not. Yeah. I often do it, but I don't do it to like... This was like an extreme level. Yeah. It was like I was there quick. But th- there was another thing, and it was like amazing, where they, they like... He, he was like on stage, and he was like, right, who wants this 20 pound note? Mm. And no one believed it. But... <laughs> It's like so they went up. Oh, they yeah. went no. Sorry, went. I'm gonna change this twenty pound note for a ten pound note. Does anyone want it? No, like barely anyone went up. It took like ten seconds for people to recognise it. Yeah. But if it was that woman, she would have made that decision. She, yeah. And sometimes yeah. you don't. You shouldn't allow your brain to think through the thing. Just just go and fucking get up. You know, as you said, my brain said never. It just said the word never. How you said you shouldn't sometimes allow. My brain just interjected, you should never. Yeah. I don't know if that's right, maybe there are some extreme situations. Mm. But as Ray Dalio says, when you're talking about always and never, just go with the by and large. So by and large, generally, yeah, yeah. fuck it, just always do it. That, that's how I generally mm. see it, man, honestly. In fact, one of my values is, is courage. So I've got three values, I'm ambition, perseverance and courage. Mm-hmm. And I always repeat to myself daily, I like to lead by example. So if there are 10 people in this group and nine of them are, are shook, they're, they're nervous, thinking, oh, what if it doesn't go well? I don't know what it's going to be like. I'm the person I want to say, you know what, I'll show you, it's okay. And I don't mind getting it wrong. Mm. In fact, I'm quite, I'm, a, I'm quite okay with being embarrassed and people laughing at me. I, I don't kind of like it, but I'm okay with it. I don't think you're doing it right if no one's laughing at you. Exactly. exactly. Like, and you set an example. If, if no one's laughing at you, you're just following. You're just, you're just following, following the crowd, the, yeah. The, you're not trying to stick out and be unique and, and yeah. special in your own way. Yeah. Special is probably the wrong word, but unique. You're not trying to be yeah. unique in your own, in your own way. Mm. So yeah, 100%, I'll, I'll be that person sticking his hand up saying, fuck it, I'm doing it. See, I probably wouldn't. Why? Yeah, but... Yeah. Could you possibly 
set your, like if you read a book and you just said, I want to make, I've heard someone do this, they read books mm-hmm. and after they've read, read the, the learned book, yeah. they implement it, like a hundred percent, like it has to like, be implemented. you just force yourself to do it and then eventually it's learned behaviour and then you Could just you do it. Could you do it? I don't know, because I overthink everything. Like in life, I will overthink everything, and I am the prime example of the person that sits there going, "Oh, well, I could put my hand up, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but I don't want to put it up just in case." But you weren't the same when you were a child. Huh? But you weren't the same when you were a child. Um. Good question. I bet you weren't. Like, is it just? I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I don't think I was Mm. to a point, but I think it was quite an early point that I did change. Yeah, because because society teaches you like like think about things and you know like you be going through all these things in your head like oh I might be a bit 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 embarrassed stuff like that and it's like what we bring people up to like be embarrassed to be like well not be embarrassed but yeah in themselves like and not actually conscious of what you're doing. I'm I'm in a different boat actually. So for me, because I was the same when I was young, but for me it wasn't that, it wasn't that society had influenced me. Mm. I was popular at school, mm. but I was introverted. Somehow I was popular, but I didn't have many close friends, so I didn't really bounce ideas with anyone. Mm. And because I was in that stage where I didn't really have anyone to bounce ideas with, I yeah. used to stay in my own head a fuck lot. Yeah, I know when it was. Go on. It was probably about year five or year six. Why? Do you know why? And it was, it was around about the time when people started not just, you know, playing in the playground and blah, blah, blah. People started actually being nasty to each other. And, yeah. you know, the bullying type thing started coming in because I got picked on a little bit. Right. And I'll, I'll share this story. Like, I've got a scar on my wrist from when I was younger. I fell over with a glass bowl. Um, and obviously, I was like five years old when it happened. You know, I had to go to hospital. I had stitches and everything. But around sort of that time in school, people started to know what, like, you know, Sort of labels people were, and they all started calling me emo and blah blah blah. And I was like, oh, I am no, like, I'm not like that at all. You know, I was, you know, always energetic. Like, would run around the playground, blah blah blah. Like, I was never emotionally down or like, yeah. you know. But that started to get to me, and people picking on me started to get to me. And I think from then, then leading into secondary school, I started to be more and more self-conscious, and then that kind of, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. snowballed from there really. Because I think before that, that I would never, you don't want it to be happy, like, yeah, yeah. I think coming through now, years out, like, round, like, I feel like I've got a lot more confidence than I did have, but, yeah, I think that's the point where it happened. Wow. And I think that's probably the point where it happens for a lot of people, because like you said, as a kid, you don't care. You don't give a shit. You'll be like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll get up and dance. Go for it. I'll get up and dance, you know. Sing, whatever. And now I'm like... Yeah. Seeing I might be a bit embarrassed. You seem really aware of that now. Yes. Yeah. So, I've overthought it because I think everything. <laughs> <laughs> have you acted on it? Huh? Have you acted on it? Have you tried to change it? Have you tried to manipulate it, etc.? In what way? Have you thought actually that was an ineffic- that's an inefficient way of being, feeling like that, feeling self-conscious, um, letting that story mm. perpetuate? I'm trying to do something about it. I'm going to put your arm up next time you're, uh, you're in a class or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be like, you take your arm. But it doesn't bother me anymore. Oh, right, it just doesn't and bother me. And I think, like, right. yeah, like, I'll tell that story to anyone. Like, right. I'm not. But I think back then, when, you know, you're at that age where you don't really know who you are, you're still, you know, you're just about to go into, like, secondary school, you're going through puberty, you've got all these people that you're trying to be friends with and trying to be popular at school and... Mm-hmm. You don't want to fall into that category of, all. Oh, you don't have any friends. You're speaking about identity, aren't you? You want to yeah, be, ide- and that I, you want, yeah. Yeah, have your identity with that group. Yeah. And actually that group, what about if that group's nice? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. we're trying to for an identity at that age. Yeah. I think 
it can be very de detrimental if you then are like the victim of being picked on or bullying or whatever. And I think I reckon that's where a lot of that's this is a guess now, but I reckon that's where a lot of people all we can do is guess all, all we can yeah. do is guess and then yeah. bring evidence against it yeah, yeah. that's yeah. all we can that's all, like that's all i do all the time i'm like some some huge psychologist in my head because all i do is think about thinking yeah. my thinking yeah. everyone's thinking yeah, neuroscience yeah. this that all we can do is guess and then say actually i probably was right or i probably was wrong and then it's just a perspective right. isn't it like yeah. you don't realize until you speak to people other people mm. when i was younger i uh, i didn't get picked on like i said i was relatively popular but when i got to about year seven eight we started playing with the big kids and there was this huge dude, mm -hmm. I won't mention his name. And um, prank calling was a thing around those times. He prank called us one point, that big kid. Anyway, so we decided we'd prank call him one time. Mm. And we returned it and this went horribly wrong. And um, pretty much there was a lot of threats made that, you know, next time I see you, I'm under this, that. Mm. You know, consequently after that, every time he'd see us, he'd chuck stones, chuck stones at us, etc. But after that scenario, after that situation, we just didn't play out anymore. And that, I just realised, is when I started getting much more internal in yeah. my own head. Because I didn't have friends anymore. In effect, I was I was now locked, I was now locked down in my own house, mm -hmm. and that contributed to me overthinking a lot. Now that I think of it, because that probably went from year six maybe to nine, mm -hmm. and then after that is really when I started thinking, "Oh my, you're getting depressive." Got depressive, yeah, and then got better. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I just realised that mm -hmm. that was a huge impact on my mindset as That's well. That's around the same sort of age. Yeah, I think yeah. You're very, yeah. I think you're very. That's a very vulnerable age. Because that that big dude, right? I come from Wolverhampton where everyone's a bit rough looking anyway, to be honest, you know, it's, it's that kind of area. Yeah. And you could immediately say to, you look at him and say, actually, he's probably the most friendliest guy. I probably don't want to be friends with him. But because I can search for identity, mm -hmm. I thought being friends with a big scary dude is the right thing to do because that's yeah, how it's yeah, programmed yeah. in that environment. Mm -hmm. That's why we sought him out. But actually, it just backfired then, didn't it? Because I, again, was trying to merge with an identity yeah. which I wasn't truly part of. Yeah. Um, and trying to be part of that, that shared identity with him. But yeah, it, it just wasn't right. And that's what it was. Well, there we have it. That was myself, Mans Chana, my great friends, Cameron Tate and Gaia Sun. Shout out to yourselves, guys. I had a lot of fun doing this with yourselves. Follow myself on Instagram at Find the Mindset. Follow Cameron on Instagram at Mr. Cameron Tate. That's T-A-I-T. -I and follow Gaia on Instagram at Gaia Loves Twiglets. <laughs> Shout out to Gaia for the great Instagram handle. We had a great time making this together and definitely there is more to come. I hope you, the listener, enjoyed sitting in on this conversation with us too. Until next time, people. Peace. You have been listening to the Find the Mindset podcast with Man's China. Thank you for listening.